mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Lines are full. Myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. All right, Dan, we are back. You can finish your uh, your story, your interference. Oh, yeah, so the interference story. So um, so you know how you key fobs and you got to push the start you uh-huh. know, on your on your panel and all that? So with, with, the, with the Mazda, you know, you get out of the car. I like to hit the button on the door that locks the car. But if you leave your key fob in the car, it's not going to lock, right? right. It right. doesn't want right. you to lock key fob in the car. Correct. Well, but but my key fob was in my pocket, and my other one was at home, so it wasn't. A, and I, it wouldn't lock. It beeping, beeping, beeping. So I thought to myself, okay, what's wrong with the car? What's wrong with the car? Well, in my line of thinking, what I do is I think, okay, what have I changed? What did I add? What did I do? What did I put in the car? You know, that was different than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, here I had bought a, a you know a plug-in for your phone to plug into the cigarette lighter, right. and it was and it was also but it was also a uh, a charging stick, so it kept a charge inside of it. So that you can have it as a backup phone charger if you needed it when you're out walking around or whatever. And uh, so I unplugged that, and then the car would work. Weird. So for some reason, that thing was setting up some yeah. sort of an interference yeah. with yeah, the it key was. fob. Yeah, it was. So Interesting. That, 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 yeah, so, 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 so rule why, of thumb for some folks out there that may have the same issue, unplug all your stuff first. Yeah. Yeah, or well, what did you change? That's, yeah. you know, that's what yeah. I was really getting that's at. Right. You know, what what did I change yep. in the car? And that was, and it was so minor. You know, you wouldn't think that would do it, but it did. Okay, so Dan, so, somebody just anyway, texted yeah. in and asked, "Where is Dan located in Minnesota?" So I am in Little Falls, Minnesota, which is from the Minneapolis airport. is two hours north of the Minneapolis airport. Or if you know Minnesota, it's a half hour north of St. Cloud, Minnesota. Right. Little, I, I just I responded in case they're not still listening. This is somebody from Minnesota that still listens to us. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. There you go. And, uh, hey, Josh, just real quick. So I've yeah. been flying a 182RG out of uh, out of St. Cloud. Nice. And it's got a Garmin 750, and it's got a glass panel. Oh, my gosh. You talk about living. I'd... Holy cow. I just got a 750 for my Comanche. It's not in yet. Did ya? Yeah. Oh, you're going to love it. I know. It I... is fantastic. So I'm going to start doing um, RNAV approaches, you know, the GPS approaches, and all that kind of stuff to get instrument current again. Nice. So that's, Very cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's nice. fantastic. Already, guys. Hey, thanks, guys. No, real, thank real, you, Dan. Real, real quick, Dan. Um, yeah. So I just texted you that invoice from when you had that service done. It was 112,000 miles on the car. Oh geez, okay, yeah, and we got two fifteen now. Yeah, it's time to do it. Way overdue. <laughs> yep. Get okay, great. All right, thank All right. you very much. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Yeah. Love you, man. Go. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening and calling in, Dave and Golden. You're next. Go ahead, Dave. Hi, John. Thanks, a long time listener. Thank you, sir. I've got a 2003 BMW 540. It's the M Sport model. Okay. And it runs great. Uh, I take care of everything. I change the oil. I change the spark plugs. Change the filters. Do the rear diff, training oil, and everything else, but uh, it's got 180,000 miles on it, 
and I'm getting just a little bit of a flutter out of the uh, clutch, I think. It's a, it's a, a six-speed. And I'm wondering, uh, probably time I should have someone take a look at the clutch or the transmission. I think it's the clutch, probably. And would you recommend uh, a good independent, or should I go to a dealer for that? I don't know who to really look for. Or a transmission shop, which would be the best? Wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily do transmission shop because most of those guys are not going to be you know BMW experts by any means. I would either find an independent BMW expert, which there's a few around, uh, guys up in Broomfield, there's a few around the Denver area. Uh, I would normally send you to one of our guys, but honestly, this is probably an area where most of them just are not going to have a technician familiar with what you've got going on even josh is you know over here shaking his head because the bmws as you know especially that car that's a unique car you want somebody that understands that car to work on it right okay that's what i was asking that's not a standard bmw even that's you know that's got things on it most don't have so that's that's even another level another layer above a regular bmw as you know right and that's why it's worth a little bit more money you got it and you want to make sure you keep it that way that's for sure hey i appreciate your answer and, and I've, i do have a couple of guys i don't want to you know since since i don't really have a sponsor that way i don't want to mention anything on air but if you want to send me a an email or a text message dave i can give you a couple of, of shops around town i would use if you want to do that okay yeah i actually we years ago in the past i have used the guys up in uh, broomfield and they were pretty good so maybe i should uh I think, I mean, from, well. from what i understand still are I, I would not hesitate to use those guys again so that'd be one i would use all right. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome, it. Dave. No, great question, by the way. Appreciate that. And, yeah, there are occasionally where we get some some unique cars like that. That's really a – I mean, honestly, that's a sports car. That's mm-hmm. not a regular car. That, that's a fast sports car. And uh, being an 03 that's vintage now, you want to keep that thing really uh, consistent um, and, and operating correctly because the value of it will – that's one of those cars where the value will continue to go up, not down. So, Gilbert and Denver, you're next. Oh, hi, hi. I got two questions. Okay, sure. Honda Odyssey. I'm thinking about buying one. It's uh, the van. Mm-hmm. It went from 2014, 2016. What are some of the common problems with that transmission? Transmission. Yeah. Number biggest transmission. biggest problem. What kind of transmission is in those? It's a Honda transmission. But yeah. they had issues. Um, yeah. It got better in 2014 versus, you know, the earlier ones. The earlier ones were all bad. I, I would try to stay above that 2014 model year, Gilbert, in, in which, you know, it basically eliminates all the older ones because the, you just don't know what the – I mean, and, and they were the kind of transmission, and I'm not exaggerating, Gilbert, where they'd work one day and not the next, and mm-hmm. I'm not lying. Yep. They'd be fine well, today, so you go out tomorrow, and it's not, with no warning. Well, okay, so, Josh, you know, you're, you're a car dealer, right? You're right. a car dealer? Mm-hmm. What are those selling for? What uh, would you sell those for? 2014, 2016. Give me a minute. And yeah, see. that's one I don't have off the top of my head, Gilbert. I, Josh will have to chime in for us on, on that one. Are you replacing a car or are you just going to add? Oh, no, I'm replacing it. My caravan got wrecked. Okay. So and then so you're looking to do something different uh, versus the caravan yeah, going yeah. to the Odyssey instead? Yeah. And, I'm, and what kind of business model does Josh have to? Would you find a car like that for me, or would that be on your lot, or what? We we don't have any caravans on our lot right now. Or Odysseys, even. Or Odysseys, no, 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 uh, yeah, Odyssey. on the lot. So, you know, we could find one for you, you know, and, and you see, but I don't know how the time frame right now, because, again, well, it's tight out they're there. They're all tight, yeah. You know, so it can take months for us to find one that's in decent shape and, and ready for you. You know, so and, and are you interested in uh, you know a Sienna or does it have to be the Honda uh, well, brand? No, Gilbert? my wife, 
wife looked at a 2016 Sienna. It won't fit her for her feet. Okay. In her leg. Okay. So for the pedals. So I'm going to want to at least size up a Honda Odyssey. If not, I have to go maybe a Kia or something. But I, I don't want a caravan no more. No, no, no. No, in fact, I think if I was going to do anything on that, you'd look for a later model Pacifica. If you were going to do anything, that's a better car than what the caravans were. But you're going to spend more money to do that because yeah, you're jumping up into the, you know, 2020, 2021 model year to, to to do a Pacifica where you know you could be four or five years older on on the others. Yeah, I'm looking at 2014, 2016 because of the cost. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Which is what, what, what's he what's he plan on? What do you need to spend there, Josh, on that? They're averaging around twenty. Okay. To, they can go up depends what, on 40? you know what's depends on them. the car. Right. Probably not going to go too much lower at that. So twenty is going to be your minimum, Gilbert. Yeah, of course I'd have a pre a pre inspection too. Sure. And that's of what course. you you really want to do because you know timing belt is due at one hundred and five on that, and there's a few little leaks that the Odysseys will get that we deal with quite often, you know, and and have somebody who knows Honda transmissions go through it. You know, we deal well, with them all the time. What do they do with it? It's, the it still has a dipstick, so we always check that. I mean, we'd like to know the service record because I, on Hondas, I oh. I may do them every thirty thousand miles, and if it hasn't been done, that's a red flag. Yeah. Okay. My, my second question. Okay, uh, a couple of weeks ago, John, you you advised me. I have an eighty-eight Dodge Ram Charger. I uh-huh. need to get a air, air emissions. You advised me to, uh, and, and it's I had a hard time passing. You know, a number of years ago. Okay, so. You advise me to put some half E85 in it? Yeah. Okay, half and half. And then what What would that do? Is that gonna, car going to run better or is it going to run a little worse? It's going to run a little cleaner. I don't think it's going to change the way it runs much at all. Your you know, your fuel economy in that won't be as good. The reason you don't want to do that all the time is that's really caustic on the rest of the fuel mm-hmm. system. So we're only going to do this to pass emissions, nothing else. So what is that, lean out the fuel or what? Cleans it up. Best way for me to say it, it just clean. makes it cleaner. The, the ethanol is is a really clean fuel, so it's going to clean it up. So what's going to come out the uh, the, the, uh, the tailpipe? Is it less fuel coming out? Uh, no, just just less less hydrocarbons, less CO, because that's and that's what you have to have less of to pass emissions. Yeah, I'm going to try that because. You do that. That's about the only choice you've got. I mean, really, what they're really trying to do, Gilbert, is just phase those old cars out by tightening up the standards. Right. That's that's really their goal is to get rid of them. I'm being honest. That's what they want to do. They want to get rid of them. No, I don't want to give that up. I mean, it's, it's been. I, I bought a brand new '88. So yeah, your your only other option, and and I don't have any problem telling anybody this is you either do that or there are services. I had somebody email me the other day a question on this, and there's a couple of listeners I've had that have actually done this. There are services that you can use that will register that vehicle in a state like South Dakota, for example. And it's all legit. Right. It's legal. Uh, you have to have you know copy of the title, but you, you send that off. They re-register that vehicle under a, a company name. Uh, you know, you form a company. They do all this for you, though. They do all the legwork. And it's not that expensive, Gilbert, but these guys have got a full business model set up to where they'll take that vehicle, register it in South Dakota. You get South Dakota plates, a South Dakota title back, and it's it's legal. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Now, technically speaking, in Colorado, if an officer of the law sees you driving that on a daily basis for more than 30 days, technically you're supposed to have Colorado plates. But I have never known anybody to get pulled over for that, ever. Well, 
I see t- uh, uh, expired license plates. Do they there you go. Over Thank you. Prove yeah. my point. So, I, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. But for some of you that have older vehicles that are struggling to pass emissions, and the reason why I don't have any problem sharing this is, A, I think our air care program is a total farce anyways. I have no issue sharing this with people. It's not doing anything. It is a complete money grab only. These older vehicles aren't getting driven enough to even worry about it anyways. You're proving that point, Gilbert. You don't drive that as, a, as an everyday driver. No, so no. the reality is to get that thing still registered where you need to use it occasionally do what i just said if worse comes to worse go to south dakota and register it there okay so i what do i look on the internet yeah just go look yeah go look for the internet uh, or go look on the internet for you know south dakota vehicle registrations you can do it in montana as well but i think south dakota is one of the easier but there are companies that do this you know for you so just put put a, a company to register out of state or yep. something like that. Or yep, and they'll and they'll do it for you, and and it and it works. Yeah, I've yeah, had yeah. several listeners now do it, and it works. It's legit. Well, I'll call you back. I'll call you back if my mine passes. With okay, yeah, if it passes, you don't have to worry about it. But eventually, you may have to do that anyways. Okay, okay, John. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome, David. And Denver, hang tight. You got a BG question. We've got a couple lines open as well. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. We'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, 
you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, we are back. We got a line open, 303-477-5600. We have two Davids on the phone, so let's take David in Denver first. So, David, welcome. What's going on? Hey, you guys are the very best. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I just got a comment about BG products and a take on uh, cold injection, sure. which I don't understand. But my first take on BG products, just, you know, I am, I am no way associated with BG products, blah, 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 blah. I am the biggest fan ever. I'm a courier, 2 million miles. You know, I'm an older guy. I got two Ford Focuses, one with 500,000 miles. Wow. I used MOA. Wow. MOA ever since I bought it, and That's it's now awesome. burning a drop. That is oil, awesome. Not a drop. What a testimonial. This, That's awesome. This, right. And is there any way I made my own BG commercial? I'm just like a, a regular. Can, can I send it to you? You can, by all means, do so. Yes. How do I do that? Do I just go to the website, uh, Drive Time? I mean, I've got e- like easiest four Easiest way lines. to do it, David, just send it to me directly, John, J-O-H-N, at drive-radio.com. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. That's, uh, say that again? So it's John, J-O-H-N, so John with an H, so J-O-H-N, at drive-radio.com. So drive-radio.com. Oh, Drive-radio.com. Cool. Uh, make sure yeah. you put, make so, sure you put you know, the dash between the two between the two right. you know between the drive and the radio. Put the dash in there. Well, I think with us coming up on, I think something greater than the Great Depression. I think if America, dis- I'm sorry, there's hardly anybody that knows about BG products. I got my tinfoil hat on. They wouldn't sell cars. Seriously, I would have my two like if I was a regular guy and not a courier, the 207 Ford Focus I bought brand new. If I was a guy that w- wasn't driving sixty thousand miles a year, right, that car would still be perfect. Yeah, from two hundred seven, it would last my whole life. Yes, it would. So you're correct. really, yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. If you're listening, this is no BS. You got a car you love, get into it. MOA forty four K. You know. Oh, my other question is, what happened to extreme pressure continents? What, like, where does that go, or did it become some other name? Do Do you remember that one? You mean EPC? Extreme pressure concentrate? Extreme. They still make yeah, that. Well, they do used to put it in your gear oil, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I haven't been able to find it. I'll have to Google that. And so my other question is, the 207 Ford Focuses are just incredibly built, you know, so it's a combination of, beat, you know, they got the timing chain. But the biggest whoop-de-doo with this damn car is the eternal air filter. Oh, God. It is bad. It's a great big thing of foam. It's about 11 inches thick. Right, and you know, to, if I wanted to get a new one, it would be like probably fourteen, fifteen hundred bucks. And I mean, you got to take everything off. You got to put the whole thing in. But my whole I, my idea is to go to cold intake. Would that be stupid? I know nothing about cold intake. 
Um, and before we answer that, they did change that formula, David, on BG. It's now called MGC, oh. so not yeah, EPC. New... It's MGC, but still made just a better oh. formula of what you used to use. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. M- MGC. Okay, MGC. cool. No, that's what I've been using. Okay. So, so, there you go. so now back to the cold air shift. side. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, this, this car this car still has the same clutch, and I use that uh, MGC, by the way, and it makes the gear slide in so well oh, you yeah, don't even need a clutch. I mean, that's right now, I'm telling you, everyone out there, if your clutch is almost gone and you ain't got no money, go buy MGC. And also with my 207 Focus that isn't burning any oil, you know, I'm a lower-income person, and there have been two or three times, and I don't run synthetic. I run regular old-school oil. Okay. You know, um, anyways, right, there have been two or three times where it's like I've gone 17,000 miles. I can't afford an oil change. I go buy, like, oh, crap, I'm 1,000 miles. I'll go put an extra can of MOA in, and mm-hmm. guess what? It saved it, you know, so that's my testimony with that, but what would you do with the stupid eternal air filter problem? Because it's definitely getting clogged. I shot back it. I take the whole housing off. That's the only thing I can do is, you know, put a shot back in there and pray. Right. I'd, I'd probably stick would, with would, it. Most of those cold air kits are a joke half the time. And if, you, if you've gotten that kind of mileage so far by doing what you're doing, I wouldn't change a thing, David. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, just just so cold intake stupid and then is there a high performance muffler that's not loud nope that um helps you get get nope. gas mileage no such thing no nope. so, so anything that flows yet. better will be louder and hey i know you're quite a drive guy but i figured out a way to make a hundred mile an hour or a hundred mile cars just off the ford focus concept okay from being a driver and i don't know like being a skateboarder i love to glide okay. roll with no friction right and I, I don't do it, like, obviously coming down, like, I-70, you know, with turns and stuff. you got to have your car in gear. But, you know, like Arapahoe Road where you're going down right at Colorado yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. Hypermiling. Like, you know the way. Yeah. Right. Why yeah. don't they make a gravity car? Like, the motor, the emissions, everything would stop. This focus, you know, with all the VG products, it's rated at 2737. But it was my manual transmission. I get 3743. You see what I mean? Because I glide so much. So my thing is so frustrating. It's like. Why doesn't somebody come up with a gravity car? Like right there, I should be able to press a button. I, I see I can glide for three miles where everything still feels like. Do you see what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden this 40-mile car would be an 80- or 90-mile-gallon car. It's just and that's, way you know, in a way, that's what they're doing, you know, just so you and everybody else know, on, a, on an EV, on an electric vehicle, that's kind of what they're doing on EVs, that that normally where you would be coasting, they're using that to regenerate, you know, add electricity mm-hmm. back into the, you know, voltage back into the battery to raise its its distance up. And that's where that's where a lot of that is is really coming into play. And I will tell you, uh, David, they're getting better at that. Early on, it wasn't as great on the regenerative braking, but uh, it seems like every new model year of EVs that's get, that gets better and better and better, and they've really, I mean, they've really made some milestones on that end of it. So really is. And I like the right. ones with the uh, adjustable. Just- Right. Just, yeah, yeah, just one quick comment on that. I looked at all the EVs, but they're all automatic transmissions, correct? You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah you, well, you would even say I shouldn't say it that way. It, every EV is different. Some use a right, gearbox. Right. Some have straight motors on the wheels. It depends oh, on the manufacturer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot, you guys are the best, and uh, hopefully I'll get that email. It will crack you up. It's, it's got to be the best BG commercial. We'll do it. Send it to me. I'd love to hear it, David. Oh, God, yeah, it's so badass. I'll pass it along. Thank you guys for the best. Uh David, thank you. I really appreciate that very much. Thank you for that. In fact, I might even cut that clip off and 
just send it to BG and see what they want to do. But send me your commercial, and, and I'll send it on to them as well. Uh, Dave and Thornton, you're next, sir. Morning. Good morning. Hey, I've got an older car that I'm going to be working on here. I keep telling myself that. But anyway, um, I know there's a bunch of old gas in the tank. Okay. What's the best way to get all that old gas out that's probably varnished up and then clean the tank? I can't find anything out there. The 415 has a product, but it's more like a, if your tank's all rusty, which it is, this one isn't. How old is it, Dave, the gas? That gas is probably about eight years old. Yeah, okay, that's old enough. Um, what vehicle? Let me let me ask that, too. That's a 69 Camaro. Okay, so 69 Camaro, eight years old. I would That one easy, is easy to drop the tank. I would drop yeah. the tank and have it boiled out once you get all the fuel out of it. As far as disposing of that fuel, most anybody... Uh, that has a waste oil uh, heater will take that fuel because we can burn it. I mean, it's not very flammable the way it is now, but you can burn it and you can mix it in with other oil and it'll burn in a waste oil heater, no problem. So to dispose of it isn't as big of a deal as most people think. Just find somebody with a waste oil burner that'll that'll take it from you, and, and the majority of folks will. If nobody else won't, I will up at my fleet shop. We, I, you know, I need as much oil through the winter as I can get to keep the shop heated up. So if nobody else will take it, uh, Dave, I will. But that's one way to get rid of it. But then once that's all out of there, I would go ahead and drop the tank and have it boiled out. So boiled out, what do you mean? Uh, radiator shops, uh, which there's very few of left, uh, but they take and literally they put in a big tank, they boil the inside of it out, and it'll come out just spick and span clean when you're done. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool. All right, yeah, there's there's an old-time one here in Portland. There you go. That's They'll boil it for you. Yep, that's what you do. Yeah, gold star battery. There you go. I can't believe they're still in business, but... Uh, there's not many of them left, Dave. The, the EPA pretty much cranked on, you know, cranked down on those guys. So there's not too many left. All right, a uh, little mix of politics. I was just wondering what you guys think. Since Dodge is moving their Chargers and Challengers over to all EVs in the next coming years, they're going to get rid of their gasoline. Yep, they are. Did you foresee a, a time where the consumer no longer has the choice, and they're being forced because the auto manufacturers being forced? to buy an electric yes mm -hmm. yeah that's coming that that day is inevitable uh it's it's you know you look at general motors that has a forecast of 2030 to be all ev with maybe exception of some of their heavier you know trucks and medium duties and some of that and even that'll start switching over ford has a goal of 2040 they're they're not quite as lofty as gm uh, Volvo is definitely moving in that direction. Uh, all of the manufacturers, about the only buddy that's not that really has taken some heat right now is Toyota. Toyota has said, you know, from their corporate structure down, from their CEO down, that they want to keep down the EV or not the EV path. They want to keep going on the hybrid path and avoid the EV things. They just don't think there's enough, you know, enough uh, charging ability to even handle doing the entire fleet. And there's there's not, by the way, you can't take every vehicle, 270, or 270 million vehicles on the road today. There's no way those could all be electric. Toyota understands that. They're taking a lot of heat from the environmental movement because of that, Dave, and, and they, they know that. But eventually they'll even be forced. Politically speaking, you know, they won't have a choice. It'll be forced on them as well. They're going to run the hybrid thing, I think, as long as they possibly can. But, you know, I've said this before. I'll keep saying it. My suggestion is if you like a particular vehicle, and you can somehow get yourself into it and or you feel like there's a vehicle that you would you know love to own and, and, and hang on to, you know, a V8 Challenger or something along those lines, I would highly recommend that that get bought now. I think that is more of an investment than an expense. It's one of the few times you can actually probably buy a car and have it go up in value because as this transition Dave happens and more and more people want to own that fully, you know, fully functional V8, you know, Challenger 
uh, especially one of the high high performance challengers with the seven eight hundred horsepower engines. Yeah, those are going to become worth more money. I feel I could be wrong. I don't have a crystal ball, but I think they're going to go up in value. Well, you know, even even with twenty thirty or twenty forty, whatever their projections are. Will we ever even have the, the, the electrical infrastructure, the grid, to support that those many vehicles on the on the street? You know, there's a lot of talk on that, and I, you know, you guys know me. I'm a realistic individual, and, and I think the answer is it's going to depend. And, and let me let me let me make sure I'm clear on that. It's going to depend because it's going to have a lot to do with what they do with the charging at home. And what I mean by that is just like the filling stations. If we have any kind of a run on gas and everybody gets scared, there's always this big, huge, long line and everybody's there at once. And you know what that does to that infrastructure, even on the gas side. So we can we can, you know, we can change and we you know, we we can overtax our own gas supply on gas stations overnight just by things that the news media would come out and say. Uh, The same thing, I think, is the same when it comes to the electrical grid. If everybody went out and automatically plugged in and charged their car at the same time, yeah, that's going to be an issue. Key is they probably won't. A lot of people will, you know, charge at different times. It'll be different times of the day, different times of the week. And depending upon how all that happens, Dave, and how how that is, you know, quote unquote, you know, maybe regulated isn't the right way to say it, but incentivized as to what days you charge and so on. I could see where we could, you know, we could at least add 10 percent of the fleet today and not change the infrastructure at all and still do that given what i just said now 100 percent, no our, our grid can't handle 100 uh, percent electrification of vehicles you know period i think i think anybody with any kind of common sense knows that but could we do 10 percent? yeah we could do 10 percent really easily yeah but you know how are we going to do that without any new power plants well, they again, you know, yeah, and what i'm saying is you know because because most evs are done at night where there's still enough electrical generation going on to where that's not a big issue. And what they'll do is they'll incentivize you to do that at night. That's what the smart meter thing is is coming out and rolling out here in Colorado. That's what those things will do is they'll encourage you to charge at night when the rate's cheaper. And keep in mind, you're typically going to charge at night anyways because you've driven all day. You come home, you plug in 9 or 10 o'clock at night. The switch is thrown. That thing charges. By morning, you're full. And if we did that, you know, even our current grid, I think, could handle that. I don't have the math on that to, to prove that. I just think common sense-wise, if you think about what's being used at night versus what's during the day, sure, we could charge them at night, no problem, but we can't do it during the day when everything else is going on. All right, all right. Makes sense? All right, guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. I, appreciate you. Know, you. Again, I, Great I, questions. I, I, I appreciate the whole thing. I appreciate your show. Thanks, Dave. I, 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 no, I appreciate it. matter of realism. That's why well, I thank you. enjoy listening to you. Thank you, guys. No, I appreciate it, Dave, very much. And, and again, both Josh and I own EVs. Josh has got the new 4x4E. It's a plug-in Jeep with a still has it's a hybrid, but it's a plug-in hybrid. So it's still got an engine where you need to go farther distances you can. And again, both of us, you know, did that not because we're by any means greenies. We just want to love the technology, want to learn more about it. How does it work? You know, I've got a Chevy Bolt. You guys all know that. Uh, you know, I just want to know more about it. How does it work? Some of these things, even we just got done talking about, I would not know if I didn't own one. After owning one and kind of watching even our own charging, I mean, I'll be honest, even my Bolt. It doesn't get charged every single night. We watch the mileage. When it starts to drop far enough, we'll plug it in and then charge over the night. I get 50 miles an hour the way mine is set up. So, you know, if, if I drove even 100 miles or within two hours, it's fully charged. And, again, that doesn't get charged every single night. So, really, it just kind of comes down to how you're using the vehicle and all of that, and everybody's going to be a little bit different. But could it could it take over or could it could it handle 10% 
usage, absolutely. And yeah. with most of them now, you can program the car As to, to when tell to it when that. to, when to charge. Right. It, you plug it in, and it'll wait till midnight before it starts pulling current. I can do it either way. I can tell the car or the charger. The app. So and either I, way, we'll do it. And through my app, I can do it on my right. too. So easy enough. So Kay and Boulder and Paul, you guys hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance oil change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface in our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism in our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Kurt Rogers with Affordable Interest Mortgage. You've heard me for the last eight years on KLZ, and today, my senior reverse mortgage manager of over 16 years, David Olson, has important information on reverse mortgages. Thank you, Kurt. I specialize in reverse mortgages, and as a senior of 75 years and owning a reverse mortgage, we face many precarious financial events. Today, we are facing a 40-year high inflation rate. The words inflation and fixed income are not compatible. How do we protect our financial stability in these difficult times? By having access to an increasing home equity line of credit, where your unused portions grow in value. An income stream for life, just like Social Security. Affordable interest mortgage. Just call 720-895-0500. Join me for a free, no-obligation conversation, your table or mine, and learn how a reverse mortgage can help you. That's 720-895-0500. David Olson. Relieve some of your financial stress in these trying times. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA. 
Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Kay in Boulder has been holding the longest. Kay, welcome. How are you? Hey, John, how are you? I'm good, Sounds Kay. Like Thanks for calling. Good. All right, listen. Uh, number one, the kids ended up taking the Land Rover to Legacy. So uh, thanks for the referral on that You're welcome. One. Also, is the Josh that's there with you now the same that works there? Is it yeah. Different yep. Josh? Yes, yes, same one. Woo! All right. So the kids have a, a Subaru. It's a blue Subaru. It's one of the fast ones. It's four-door. Okay. It's got maybe 50000 So should they go to different car places, like two or three, find out what they would get as a used car, and then when they go get another one, have an, uh, an idea of what they would be able to get for that car. So they're going to buy a new car and trade this car in, or what's their plan with it? Oh, God, they got three cars or four. <clears throat> so they got the Land Rover, got a BMW, and they've got the uh, truck, and then they've got the uh, the blue Subaru. Okay. So they're not using it as much. All right. And they want to know, if we go get a new car, should we go check and see what our blue one is worth before we go in so we have an idea of the value? Because usually, you know, on a trade-in, they're not going to give you as much money. But then, as John can explain... Well, how you get the tax break on it. So that's, that's sales the tax. hard part. When you trade a car in, you only pay the sales tax in Colorado on the difference between of the, the dollar amount between the trade and what you pay for the car. So what you have to make sure you're doing, this is for everybody listening, if you go to sell your own used car, which I'm not ever saying you can't do, but you have to remember that if you trade the car versus selling it outright, you've got to figure that sales tax. And the way to do that is... If the dealer is going to give you twenty thousand dollars, for example, for a used car, twenty. I'm just going to use twenty yep. grand for most residents right. of Colorado, and I realize it's a little different on sales tax depending upon where you live. But typically speaking, that's about a seven percent tax rate on average in Colorado. That's fourteen hundred dollars that you would save in sales tax, meaning that if the dealer was going to give you twenty, you would have to get at least twenty-one four, twenty-one thousand five hundred dollars out of the car to break even on that trade. And I'm one where I want to make a little money because there's a hassle factor in actually selling that car yourself. So really, I want to get twenty-two to twenty-three grand out of that on a sale. If I can't sell it myself for that, I'm going to trade it because it's a wash. Oh, okay. All Makes right, well, that helps. 
Because every, yeah, everybody yeah. forgets about that sales tax savings until they get there. But yeah, you can sell it yourself, but you just have to remember that you've got to get at least what they're going to give you for a trade plus the sales tax savings to make that work. Because otherwise, you're going to pay full sales tax on the full price of the new car. Right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. All right. And, Thank you very much. And You're if welcome. they're just wanting to sell the car off, have them call Justin at Ridgeline Auto Brokers. It's 303-442-4141, and he can help you Justin, on that. Give you a price. Justin, Justin yep. at Ridgeline. Ridgeline yep. Auto Brokers. All right. yep. If you miss that, Kay, email me, and I'll give you the number. Easy. All right, we'll do. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it very much. But yeah, for all you listening, that's one thing you got to remember. When you go to trade a car in, I should have even mentioned that earlier with our other caller, you've got to factor that sales tax. Now, mm-hmm. depending upon where you live, because here's the other thing the sales tax is based upon where you register the car. If you're in a 8% tax rate where you register your car, it really adds up quickly. If you're unincorporated, some part of the state where it's only about 4%, well, then that's a little different situation. It depends on where you have that car registered. That's what you've got to always remember when you're doing this. Paul in Denver, you're next. Good afternoon. Uh, Two things. One, I'm wondering if you uh, have an opinion about the NEO electric car we drove one you know we drove one it seemed okay paul i didn't get a lot of time you know in that car behind the wheel but what we did and you know what we drove in it 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 seems it seems solid i i mean they're all of that ev technology across the board has gotten much better every company does a little bit differently Uh, even the battery technology is going to be a little different from you know from car maker to car maker you know tesla does one way gm does another and so on but i you know i will tell you first impressions I, i didn't have anything bad to say well, I'm specifically referring to uh, they, they do a battery swap model. Uh, so you basically drive into a self-contained bay, and it, it's all 100% automated. It'll remove your uh, electric battery cells, you know, group of cells, and uh, put in, install a new one. And, and it happens in three to five minutes, and you're done. Um, so that's their kind of different way of competing as compared to refu- recharge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and in China, they do that uh, primarily, and in some other countries, primarily because of all the high-rise, the high density. Not everyone could have, it's not practical in an urban, highly dense urban setting to ha- everybody to have a, a charging uh, port. And um, so they, they do that, they swap, and they're coming in the United States uh, supposedly in, in 2025. Okay. I just don't know. First of all, I would have concerns with China, a China product, uh, not just the product itself, but dealing with the, the country and who knows what's going to uh, get in there. But, um, but also about the concept of swapping out batteries, and I don't know whether they have also charging as well um they do have them on their website and they do and and i sorry i was confused at the beginning this is n-i-o where the kia is n-e-o so there's two differences there but and and uh and i even have a a seven a three-row suv i see that i see that i i good concept uh, i mean how will it work here honestly paul until i see it i i don't know good question like the concept. I saw, I, uh, you know, like a little model of how they how it would work. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, driving in, it looked pretty, pretty darn cool. You know, it just pulls, pulls down, disconnects the battery from underneath. It's like going into a car wash. Right. And, and you're done in three to five minutes, which is uh, as short as you would do it, you know, refueling with, with an ICE vehicle. So that was... That, that, and, you know, they, they start doing some of those things, and now the EV ownership becomes much better, in my opinion. Well, and that's the other thing. The, uh, they say the, uh, the cost of uh, buying the vehicle would be maybe eleven, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 less, and then you subscribe for however many yep. battery swaps. There you go. It's so going to be a subscription-based service. It, no, I, that's what, there's yeah. a lot of the companies now, and we haven't talked about that much on Drive Radio yet, but there's a lot of companies now going to subscription-based services across the board from everything from heated seats to you name it. They're going to base it on subscription. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they just drain you. So my technical question is I've got a vehicle I'm going to sell, a 93 uh, uh, Caddy uh, DeVille. Okay. Um, and um, the uh, everything looks it's pretty a pretty amazing vehicle for that old. Right. But it's um, so it, the air conditioning the HVAC system seems to work, but it sounds like it's blowing voraciously. But it, the air is sort of barely coming out. I mean, it's definitely blowing, but mm-hmm. not as much as it sounds like it it is. Uh, and I'm not sure um, they've got they use vacuum systems for the doors and uh, some of the other kind of controls associated with it. I don't know where to look first. Okay, hold that thought. We're up against a break, Paul. Hang tight, and we're going to come right back to you. We've got one more line open. We might be able to get another question in, 303-477-5600. Paul, we'll get to you in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Drive radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto & Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto & Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto & Truck. 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to jam. 
Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. All right, we are back, Drive Radio. Paul, continue on. Sorry, I had to take a quick break there, so continue on, sir. Go ahead. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the HVAC system, for the most part, seems to work. It just blows. It sounds like it's blowing strong, okay. uh, but the air coming out is not coming out strong. It's not dribbling out. It, it's definitely blowing, okay. but just not real strong. Go ahead, Josh. So does it... Does it switch? Does it like blow on defrost, blow on your feet, and blow out the vent, or does it just stay in one position? Well, it does seem to uh, blow at least on defrost. I'm not sure below. I you know we just got this vehicle as an extra uh, for a brief period of time. Now we're selling it, um, and I just like to get this straightened out before I I sell it. Because why I ask is that car had a vacuum. HVAC system. Yeah, the vacuum system directs the uh, the flow of air on it, the blower doors. It does, and when the when the vacuum lines break or there's a leak, it always defaults to defrost. So the first thing I always check is make sure right. it'll come into the vent and go to the floor. So if it does shift there, then you know that it's probably not a vacuum leak right away. And the other thing is on older cars, a lot of times mice and everything packs the fan full of dog food, leaves, everything else. So the fan will run and move, but it's not moving any current because it's so full of, of all the junk that's fallen into it over the years. So the fan blades, you're suggesting that the fan blades are turning just not very strong because it's got a lot of junk in there. So I yeah. probably ought to pull down the fan, the whole fan module, whatever it is, if I could you know, locate it underneath, it shouldn't be too bad, um, and then uh, and just kind of take it apart and see... What's, what's going on in there exactly and it's a squirrel cage blower in there so it's usually plastic squirrel cage just packed full of leaves and and dog food or whatever right. else the mice and everybody else drug into that fan and that's why they're, they're a lot that's of times it. they'll be super loud you know louder than they should be and you'll never get any air right. out of them that that's a really good idea they probably didn't even have an uh, a cabin filter at that time no. to block if it was a newer car, that would have been the first thing I would recommend is always check the cabin filter because a lot of times people okay. never maintain them. Or, you know, if 
if there's mice again, they like to build nests right on top of the cabin filter. <laughs> right, right. That's the first spot to, to look for. I have to say, I looked through the manual, mm-hmm. and this is a real manual. I mean, this thing tells you how to diagnose things. Right. It has a di- diagram, di- some diagrams of the vacuum home system. It says, uh, check this, then if this, then that. It holds a, has a whole di- diagnostic tree uh, with the voltage uh, limits that y- you need to check up to. It's, it's, it's amazing. Hmm, that is amazing. Uh, to, to have that, I mean, I remember it back in the day, and, and nowadays our... The manual on the car I'm driving right now, which is a new Subaru, has a huge, thick manual, but it doesn't have any of that stuff in it. It's, it's right. just, you know, you know, this color button, that color button. You know, you need uh, 50 pages to go through the uh, screen menu. Yeah, the, just the radio you know, touch side. Touch screen menu. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, right, it's, it's pretty interesting. Thank you, sir. No, you're very welcome. I'll squeeze one more call in here before we uh, end the show today. Jake, you're our last call. What's going on today? Yes, sir. I had a, bought a vehicle from a, a Miller Ford up there on Six uh, and Kipling. Okay. Larry Miller. Anyway, upon buying it, uh, he had to send it over to a Chevrolet dealer to uh, have it diagnosed because they had to check engine light on. Okay. They corrected it, and uh, they said it passed inspection, or they didn't take it down because they didn't have to because it was an 18. Okay, so I told my demand I want to see what was going on with that. So before we make the deal, they said, go get it checked out. And they said they did. And they were going to give me a copy. Well, at the closing, they never showed up with a copy. So I cannot get a copy of that, that stick, that E sticker, and what happened and why it was caused the problem initially. So I know they don't have to do it with an 18, but then I demanded that was part of the deal, but they still haven't come up with it. Okay. Among about 10 other items that they didn't do with that vehicle, such as spraying the tires with that crap, and they went all over the rotors and the uh, and the uh, calipers, and what kind of a mess you got there on the shoes, was, you know, the pads after they had done that. What kind of long-lasting problem you think there is there? None, none, that, that, nothing. That'll burn off right away, so that's not a huge issue. The bigger thing is getting, you know, your reports on what was done to the vehicle to get it to pass the inspection. That's what I would exactly. want to know. They said they put a, a sensor in the so too, but that doesn't complete the deal with me, you know, as far as what caused it, you know. Right. And briefly... Uh, they said they changed the air filter, so I took it out, inspected it. The air box before it hits the filter was full of debris, fine sand, okay. uh, debris, papers, and junk like that. The sand was a problem with me. It was caked in there. So with something like that, you don't know what happened when the guy got in there. He didn't, evidently he didn't vacuum it out. He just put the filter in and slammed it back Probably. In, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. So... Upon that, you don't know what we've got in there. So far, so good, but I only got about maybe 400 miles on it. Yeah, you'll have to just keep your eye on that and see. And I would, and, and I'll, get, I'll let you go, Jake. We're getting towards the end here. I would do my best to get the, uh, you know, that inspection report. What did they do? How did they get that fixed? And so on. But guys, that's it for today. Josh, give everybody your your phone numbers on both the shop and 
uh, Ridgeline itself. So if they want to look at buying a uh, used car, they can. You can find them things as well and in the shop as well. So it's Legacy Automotive. That's the auto repair side. It's 303-396-0555. And then Ridgeline Auto Brokers, which is 303-442-4141. Awesome. So we got you covered on Thanks. both sides. Well, appreciate you. Appreciate you joining us. And uh, Thank you. Yeah, again, if you guys are up in that north part of town, uh, Josh, we'd love to take care of you. Charlie Grimes, our engineer today, thank you, and Larry Unger as well. Guys, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. I'll also be back on Monday for Rush to Reason. If you want to listen to a little bit of uh, good afternoon drive time radio, tune in at 3 o'clock on, uh, on the daily program, Monday through Friday. Otherwise, have a great weekend. We'll see you and uh, enjoy the sunshine. It finally started, you know, sun finally shining outside. Very nice day, so enjoy. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.